Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, where we have conversations with ordinary people to learn how our extraordinary God is at work in people's lives and in the world today. I'm your host, Brett Morani, and I'm excited you've joined us. Well, we're back this week with Eric Gillis, the owner-operator of our personal local Chick-fil-A here in the Mandarin portion of Jacksonville, which is kind of the south-central part of the city of Jacksonville, if you're familiar. I actually live in St. John's County to the south of Mandarin, but it's our local Chick-fil-A, and it's where three of my children, I started to say teenagers, but Chase just (laughs) turned 20, it's where three of my children work, and just really been thrilled with all that my kids are learning at Chick-fil-A as they work there, the people skills, the leadership skills, the servant spirit, the everything down to just saying my pleasure Mm -hmm. as a habit to where, now I do that. Yep. And one of my friends from college, we were interacting and she actually works at a Chick-fil-A in Tennessee. And we were talking about our children and working at Chick-fil-A. She has a couple of kids that work there and she's just started working there recently. And I helped her with something and she thanked me. Mm-hmm. And when she said, thank you, I said, my pleasure. And she just started busting out <laughs> laughing. Yes. It's become part of the culture of our home. That's cool. So yeah. Eric, great to have you back on Sound of Truth Weekly Interview. Last week, Eric shared his testimony with us, his faith journey. And now we want to turn the conversation to this role he now has, which is is ministry. He talked about how he was going to uh, go off to seminary and perhaps become a pastor, but instead God led him down this pathway uh, to work at Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. And so I want to just stop there and go ahead and yeah, I think that kind of catches us up. Absolutely. Yeah. Why? So we, my wife and I had been married a year and I had started pursuing seminary options. Now it's around a little bit after that, I had started with my career with Chick-fil-A. And I loved Chick-fil-A as a customer. I uh, was what we would call a raving fan. Loved the food, loved the values, but I didn't know if, if I had a future in it. You know, I hoped, like probably millions of others, hey, I'd like to open my own Chick-fil-A one day. Um, but to, to, to think that and to actually get there is two different things. And so I started pursuing full-time ministry, or I should say full-time seminary, um, while I was doing Chick-fil-A full-time work. And so this was actually available through local or a seminary called Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. They have a campus here in Jacksonville. And we would do classes on nights and weekends, and I'd work Chick-fil-A the rest of the time. And it wasn't until, so this would have been uh, 2009 when my wife is pregnant with our first son, and I was kind of a, <clears throat> a, a tipping point because to this point, I could work tons of hours at Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. and then I could spend my other time reading and studying and going to seminary classes. And my wife and I had a good balance, you know, it was just the two of us. And so the semester, my, my son was born in September, 2009, that semester of seminary, I got about one weekend and I realized my wife was about to have a baby and I had very little wiggle room in my schedule mm-hmm. to be available. I ended up dropping my classes and said, I'm just gonna put this on hold. And now we weren't making a lot of money um, I was I was thankful to be at Chick-fil-A, but I was still on the low end of income earning. And now with my wife having a baby, we wanted to be a one-income family. Mm-hmm. And I wanted her to have that opportunity to stay at home if we could. So it became a, well, I don't think I can keep doing both. And so through some prayer, through some reflection of, if I'm, I'm going to put seminary on hold, and I'm going to ask the Lord to Give us the nudge we need to get where we need to get with Chick-fil-A to have a, a future path. Mm-hmm. And so 
that year. Uh, so my son was born in September and it was January of the following year that I got the chance to apply for a corporate position with Chick-fil-A. Okay. Interviewed several times, and uh, by that summer, so the summer of 2010, I had gotten accepted into a corporate program, um, and that was really the the first like, okay, there's a future here that has a, a bright, you know, a, a lot of potential. And so, summer of 2010 uh, was our launch into Chick Fil A full time. You know, we we ended up traveling the country together. Um, all over to fill in wherever a, a Chick-fil-A corporate manager was needed for, for temporary reasons. Okay. So that, that was my next question. When you said you applied for and got a corporate position, I was yep. picturing, are you moving to Atlanta or yep. were you yep. local? Do they have corporate people here locally or how's that work? So my corporate position was, uh, you know, based out of Atlanta. My training happened there. That's where the corporate, what we call the support center is now. So you moved to Atlanta? Well, temporarily. Or, yeah. Okay. Training. And then the job was actually 100% travel. So, oh, wow. yeah. so for example, if an operator, a Chick-fil-A operator retires, they would, the Chick-fil-A um, corporation would re-franchise that store. The, the person retiring doesn't get to sell it. It's, it's uh, re- basically given back to the corporation. And then the corporation takes a few months to, to vet candidates to then re-franchise that opportunity. And so during that in-between time, they would send somebody like me who knew how to run a restaurant to fill in the gap. We would call interim managers. I was going to say, in my world, this would be called an interim pastor. Yep, interim manager. So I did that for uh, three or four different assignments throughout about a year and a half. And it was, hey, uh, we don't know where you're going yet, but we'll call you tomorrow. And then you leave the next day. It was one of those, like, sometimes you're coming in after somebody was terminated. Sometimes you're coming in after a another interim manager at a struggling store that needs a lot of work. Um, and it was, again, my wife and, and my son were able to travel with me. So that was a tremendous blessing. So did you go get an apartment in each one of these cities? How did that work? Yeah, they, they took good care of us. They did provide corporate housing, uh, whether that was apartments or long-term, you know, hotel type situations. So that was a, that was huge. Um, so your wife's quite the trooper to take a baby on the road like yes, that. And she was pregnant with our number two. Yeah. And so my second son, I spent 10 months as a Chick-fil-A interim manager in Brownville, Texas, so right mm-hmm. on the border of Texas and mm-hmm. Mexico. And my second son was born there because the at, valley in the the Rio Grande Valley. Yeah. That's right. And uh, we um, we we lived in a residence in there for about ten months. And so we brought our second son right? home to his bedroom at the residence in when he was born. Wow. Um, and those two boys would share a room, and my wife and I'd be in the other room. And uh, it was a it was a fantastic journey. How uh, many cities did you live in, or lived, towns, or communities? Four altogether. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Over that year and a half. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, uh, a great opportunity for us as a couple to, to really depend on each other Mm -hmm. because we were all we had. We were going places where we didn't know anybody. Uh, we didn't have a church family. We didn't, you know, I'm at work, but she doesn't have work. So Mm -hmm. she's got a baby and now two babies. So it was really uh, a great time for our marriage. Uh, and, you know, we don't have any regrets. It, it was very challenging in a lot of ways, but I'm very thankful for that time. So with those short periods of time, would you find a local church to try to plug in for that period of time? Or did you stay regularly in touch with like your your small group or whatever you were part yeah. of here in Jacksonville? How did that work? We tried to, to plug in at local churches, even though we mm-hmm. knew it was temporary. Um, and sometimes, you know, you if, if I was only there for two months, it'd be hard to really right. be known. Yeah. Um, but we... 
we did find some fellowship. It was amazing how the Lord provided each place we would stop. God's got his people everywhere. Yeah. And it was, and even some of the, you know, we spent 10 months in Brownsville and we still keep up with those people. And that's been 12, 12, 13 years ago now. That's wonderful. Yeah. So that process for me as a Chick-fil-A inner manager was a vetting process to become a franchise owner. Okay. And that was my dream. That's where we wanted to be. And going back to the whole, the whole thing about going to seminary, um, I thought I was going to be a youth pastor. That's where Mm -hmm. I thought I'd be. And I had actually even applied for some youth pastor positions before my career with Chick-fil-A had really taken off. And the Lord just continued to show me what my ministry could be in the workplace. Because mm-hmm. I look around myself when I worked at the Chick-fil-A in Jacksonville here at St. John's Town Center. That was my first one. Okay. And I've got people from different nationalities, people older, people younger, people in their 50s and 60s, people who are 15 years old. And I, and I just was blown away by the realization that God had put me in a diverse um, situation where I could minister to all kinds of different people, mm-hmm. including the young people who I wanted to minister to as a youth pastor because, you know, Chick-fil-A is known for hiring a lot of young people. And so that was, you know, a journey, continues to be a journey of the Lord showing me how I can be most impactful for his kingdom through my role as a businessman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chick-fil-A is known for Christian values. Of course, Truett Cathy, uh, you know, is Christian and founded his business on biblical principles, including being closed on Sunday. And so it's it's a very easy role to embrace within the company because we're we're kind of already known for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the longer I've done this, the more and more you see we're one of the only places that that still shines that light of honoring God in our work. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's there's good companies everywhere, but for a teenager to find a place to work, there are very few mm-hmm. um, where you can say. Man, they operate on biblical principles, and I, and my teenager would would benefit from working at this company. You know. Yeah. Well, as a parent, I'm thrilled. Yeah. Uh, I, I speak as a satisfied <laughs> employee dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that really became my mission. You know, is mm-hmm. I'm not going to be leading weekly Bible studies with these kids. You know, occasionally I'll get the chance to maybe have an offshoot discipleship group from employees, but. I'm going to be able to show them what godly values look like in the workplace, hopefully instill work ethic, inspire them to want to achieve more and do more with their life, and also put Christ on display. Yes. And for them to go, Christians don't just show up on church Sunday. Christians are here in the workplace, running businesses, working jobs, just like everybody else. And actually, the majority of Christians are in the workplace, you know, working. Uh, the minority are the pastors on Sunday morning. And so for them to see a real life person that says, I'm going to honor God in all that I do, you know, glorify God and have a positive influence on people. I mean, that's, that's what I, that's what I'm all about is trying to be that for them. Now, some of our listeners may not realize that it's illegal for you to discriminate in your hiring process in terms of you can't just hire Christians, nor do you want to do that. Correct. So would you speak to how you balance that out, knowing you're functioning by biblical principles, but also knowing that you want to shine your light, not just to guests, but to employees? 
Yeah, we, and that's a very common question. Are you guys only hire Christians? We, we don't, and, and, we, and we, like you said, there are ramifications for, you, you don't discriminate based on religion. Mm-hmm. And we never have and never will, but I'm looking for the right type of person to represent my business. And so when I hire people, I'm looking for character, I'm looking for a servant spirit, I'm looking for potential of good customer service, because we're in the customer service business. We sell chicken, but we're in the customer service business. So mm-hmm. those different details, it doesn't need to be a Christian for that. And you know, there and there are many that I hire that say, yes, I'm a Christian, and that's why I want to work at Chick-fil-A. And there are many interviews that I conduct that that never comes up, mm-hmm. because it doesn't have to come up. So... It, it's exciting for me to get to hire people who don't come from maybe a Christian home, don't have a great background, and to see them come into a healthy Christian environment. Well, I would say a healthy environment that's, that there are a lot of Christians in yeah. that, that points them towards the Lord. And, so that, and that's super exciting for me to see other kids invite them to youth group or other kids take an interest in them because you know some of these kids are never going to step foot in a church, but they get to see... Christ on display in the workplace. And not to get hung up on terminology, but I'm, I'm a stickler, and our congregation knows this here locally for, for words. Words are important. I don't like to refer to Chick-fil-A as a Christian company. Mm-hmm. I like to refer to it as a company that has had a Christian founder who instilled biblical principles, like you said. Yep. Uh, do you want to speak to that? or? Yeah, I, this exacts what exactly I tell people, that we there is no such thing as a Christian company. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Christian is a person. You can't, you can't have a Christian company. But absolutely, the, the founder and the founder's family who continues to be at the top of this organization are, reflect Christ and proclaim Christ. And they, we very clearly say we, we have run this business on biblical principles. And yes, so I, I totally agree. I think that's an important distinction because you know we are not a Christian company, but I'm a Christian and I run this business in a way that I want to honor and reflect God and who he is, but I can't expect that every employee that I hire is going to have that same desire. And so it's, it's, really a, it's really a fun thing for me to be able to, some people want to work at Chick-fil-A because it has a quote-unquote Christian environment, and some people just want to work at Chick-fil-A because it looks like a fun place to work because people are actually nice to each other. <laughs> I think the culture there, from what I've seen, is impacted greatly by, of course, you being the owner-operator, you you set the you set the tone for the culture. Mm-hmm. But you were chosen as an owner-operator, I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, because the corporation was looking for an owner-operator like you who would bring in that type of culture. Absolutely. We, you know, we're a for-profit business, first and foremost. You know, we, we don't exist as a, as a ministry or a charity. We're in, we're in business to make money. And Chick-fil-A likes to talk about some, some of the C's that they look for to hire. Competency. You know, if you can't run a restaurant, you got no business being a Chick-fil-A operator because that's what we do. We run restaurants. Character. You know, they, we look for people who have high character. And then, you know, there's a part of it that's, if as an owner operator, I need to have a, a good credit. You know, I need to have maybe a college degree. Um, and then I need to have chemistry with the brand. This is a, you know, Chick-fil-A is very different than a lot of restaurants and it's not for everybody. And so that, that character, that competency, that chemistry, those are the things that they selected me for, not because I was rich, not because I had this pedigree of leadership or I'm somebody's son or daughter that had a leg in. It's, it's really an amazing company that they pick people based on those things, not just on you know who you are. As an owner-operator, 
when you think about the day-to-day decisions you have to make and, and what you go about on a day-to-day basis, how does your faith impact you as a businessman in your specific role? Yeah, I, I, uh, I commit my business to the Lord and I recognize that I'm a steward of what he's given me. Even though yeah, it's my business on paper, it's ultimately the Lord's business uh, that I want to be a faithful steward of. And so to me, that starts with prayer. I think the most important thing that I can do for my business is to pray about it, pray for it, pray for the people, and and ask for his blessing on it. Because, and that doesn't just mean financial success. Um, you know, for a healthy business, for the right type of people to join me in this business. Um, so for me, my faith is very much a part of every day that I work. It's it's praying for myself as a leader to lead in the way that he wants me to lead, to be the man that he's called me to be in this business, um, to pray for those that I'm leading, you know, that that he would bring me the right people and that those people would, would have a, a sense of passion and desire to want to, to be on the same vision that I am. Um, because that's really it. You can't run a business without good people, you know? And so for me, praying for that, understanding just that idea of stewardship. But I'm not here today because I'm, I'm really great at running a Chick-fil-A. I'm here because it's the Lord has brought me here, and it's his providence that I get to be in my hometown running a Chick-fil-A, and I count my blessings every day. And, and it's really it's just a, uh, all that wrapped into stewardship. You know, I'm thankful. I ask for his blessing. I ask for him to provide the things that we need. Um, and just really understand that's that's my role i'm i'm his steward over this business and you know i have to remind myself that through through regular discipline of stopping to pray and stopping to think about you know what are we really on mission here for so we talked about how you've since maybe you were being called into vocational ministry as a a student pastor and how Instead, the Lord led you to this role as a owner-operator of a Chick-fil-A, and you have all these youth, all these young people, all these students. Mm-hmm. You've owned this Chick-fil-A since 2015. Yep. Yeah, so it's been seven years. Any stories come to mind or examples of people who came in to work for you, and now you feel like, wow, the Lord really let me be a, a pastor to this person and see them develop? I'm sure there's numerous ways yeah. you feel like you influence lives, but anything come to mind immediately? Absolutely. We uh, regularly, as people show interest in doing more at Chick-fil-A, they want to be a leader, they want a promotion or things like that. It gives me the chance to really speak into their life a little bit more. And so I'll often challenge them with books. And so sometimes those books are straight business books. Sometimes they're a blend of business with Christian principles. And, and sometimes when I'm, when I'm invited to, to speak into their life more, I get the chance to give them really just spiritual books. And so a few years back, I was able to share a book called The Case for Christ with a young lady, and she went off to school, and I said, I want you to read this book, and when you come back for your next break, I want to, I want to talk about it. And I really didn't think about it much after that. I mean, I, you know, I care for all my people, but she had kind of gone off to college, and, you know, I didn't, she didn't have to come back and talk to me about the book, but she did. And I remember sitting out on my patio and asking her about the book. And she, she brought up some questions and I, I shared my testimony with her and, and her eyes just kind of opened and I could see it physically on her face. And I said, you know, I mean, after the conversation we had had me sharing my testimony, like, do you want to have a relationship with the Lord? And right there on the patio of Chick-fil-A, she accepted the Lord. And, uh, 
So super, you Wonderful. know, those those moments don't happen every day. Right. And I didn't I didn't have it out for her like, oh, you're going to be the one I seek after. You know, sometimes you you plant these seeds and sometimes you see it, you know, like we've talked about. You see the fruit of it right away and sometimes you don't. But it it's a it's a true privilege to be able to to be in my role where where people are going to look up to me because of my role because they see a successful businessman and I can tell them this is what I'm really all about. And if you see something in me that you like, let me point you to the reason why I am the way I am. Thank you so much for your time, Eric. Eric Gillis has been our guest, Sound of Truth Weekly Interview for the past two episodes, shared his testimony in episode one, now shared about him being an owner-operator of a Chick-fil-A, our local Chick-fil-A. So it's been an honor to have you here and a privilege for me to get to talk with you. Thank you for your time so much. Thank you, Brett. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.